Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. This week's show promises to be both fun and educational as my very good friend, Pastor Tom Doherty of Cloverdale Church of God and host of LifePoint, which airs Monday through Thursday at 8.45 a.m. right here on 94.1, is joining me today. Tom, thank you for joining me. Hi, Sandy. It's always a pleasure to be with you, whether it's at church or out in the world at meetings or here at the station. Bless your heart. That's When I said my very good friend, I was genuine. You are one of my closest friends. Yeah, as I always refer to you, as I have a, I refer to you as one of my few girl or lady friends uh, that are close, and you've been close to me for many, many years. Oh, a long time. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I am doing wonderful. I feel good. I think I'm going the right direction in life, and uh, I just want to keep living for the Lord and making a difference in this world. And you do that every I day. Hope so, so, um, so for our listeners who don't know, I, I, we kind of gave them a big lead into that. You have been my personal pastor for 26 years. Yep. Actually, 25 years and 11 months because right. we started at Cloverdale in August of 1996. And it's significant because it was a month before we got married. And um, we had, so Steve and I were just getting married. We decided it was time for us to settle down and be real grownups, and church was part of that. And you had married my nephew, and it was a stressful wedding. Um, We won't go into details on that. But as someone who hadn't been in church for years, I sat back and watched this gentle giant at the front of the room behind the podium lead with love and grace, and it really intrigued me. So when we decided to get in church and and make that a part of our lives, and it was an intentional thing, um, Steve said, you know, where do you want to start? Where do you want to look? And I said, you know, that pastor that married those kids, I'm just really intrigued by him. I want to know more. And so that was in August of 1996. And so you just never know whose life you're going to impact, when or where. And kind of the rest is history. Yeah, and I of course remember I didn't I didn't know at the time you, but I remember going to Rusty's Drive-in out on Five Mile and uh, Lake Hazel, and uh, I loved that drive-in. And you was running that drive-in, but I of course I didn't know you only by ordering food until later and realizing the connection. That's so funny because we had actually sold the drive-in in May. So you had been in and out of there. It was my mom and dad's drive-in, and my sister Vicky ran it for years, and then she went on to real estate appraisal, and then I moved up. I graduated up. And, yeah. And so very fond memories there. Hardest work of my life, and um, but well worth it. Very well rewarding. Met my husband there. Met, made great, great lifelong friends. And the best breakfast sandwich in the valley. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. And I still think the best onion rings in the valley. But anyway... I, I don't want to start again, so. Um, so you have been you have been the senior pastor at Cloverdale Church of God for the last 34 years? 34 years, yep. So um, a little longer than we've been going there. Right. But there's been some significant changes that have happened fairly recently there. That's true. So um, Alan Cheney, who was the youth pastor in 96 when we started, um, has come back. And he is now our senior or lead pastor. And you, what is your title now? 
my title, I think, is uh, associate with emphasis on mission and outreach. And uh, my b- biggest uh, area of, of what concern is is missions. And our church is very, very big in missions. We support um, just missions worldwide, local, all over. In fact, we got a full slate of missions and and then also uh, following up on uh, new folks and and pastoral care, uh, getting out and visiting those that are hurting, those that are struggling, and whatever else Pastor Allen wants me to do. I wouldn't have been able to do this, uh, uh, stay here at the church if it would probably been anybody else, but Allen and I years ago talked about the possibility of him coming back, and, and boy, uh, after I asked him six years ago, but he wasn't interested, and and we had Pastor TJ here, and that was going to be the plan, but he took a church in Seattle, and so that left a void. And so I was either going to have to step out and move in another direction, another church, which I hated, but I would have done it because I don't want to distract anybody uh, leading the church. But I asked Alan again, and he they prayed about it and said, you know, it's time. And he had a very successful church in Reedsport for 17 years. I mean, grew from 50 or 60 to close to 300 in a town of 4,000. And he is a tremendous administrator, much greater administrator than than I am, and uh, just has a heart for people. And man, he's easy to work for. So, so far, so good. From, from my experience, I don't know that he's any greater. He just has different processes than you. It, it, different <laughs> processes, uh, certainly different processes. And he's more straightforward. I'm, I'm kind of a... Um, one of those guys. I'm kind of a diplomat, and I don't. I don't like ruffling feathers. I don't. I'm not much for controversy, and that's why in our church over the years we've never had much controversy. In fact, 34 years of our business meetings that people vote on our annual budget, we've only had two votes against our budget the whole time. I mean, one year one person voted against budget, and years earlier another person. It's been unanimous for. 32 years and only one vote. I mean, to me, that's pretty amazing. And and God has blessed our church because you well know we haven't had uh, much controversy, but God has been in the center of it. And I think a lot of it's due to prayer. My father used to walk the, and people hear about my father when they listen to my show all the time, but he used to walk our uh, acreage and just pray for the church and walk inside and pray for the pews, pray for everybody that's coming in. My dad was just all about prayer and and I think that's uh, what's made a difference in, in the ministry we've had. Looking back at our early days in the church, and and we were a small church then. Yeah, I think I yeah. think you know we had the reader board in the back of the room, so we could see how many people were there. And yes. I think we were averaging about two thirty, two forty when we when Steve and I started. And and that you, was up from sixty when we started. Your yeah. your dad would sit in the back, keeping in mind that I came from a very conservative background, um, although it had been years. And your dad. Preach it, Tommy. He'd yell, yeah. preach it, Tommy. Amen, son. And you knew. But you know what I loved the most is is once I got to know him mm-hmm. and knew his heart, I loved when I'd walk into the grocery store and you could hear him when you walked in the door praying for somebody. Or whistling. That heart. I, yeah. I didn't recognize yeah. the whistle. But one day I walked into Winco and your dad was in there praying for somebody. Yep. And I was just like, I want to go over there and lay hands on that person because, yeah. you know. Anyway, it was great. I loved your dad. He wasn't shy about Jesus. I mean, he drove school bus for years, and man, he shared Jesus with kids. About got him kicked out, but you know what? He said, "I'm standing up for the Lord, no matter what. If I have to leave this place, that's fine." But no, he was well respected. Many of our church that grew in Caldwell was because of his ministry driving school bus. 
You know, and, and I think that that's a family heritage. I, you know, I've watched you closely. You, you have, you know, we, we didn't start out as friends, although we didn't start out as adversaries. We got to know each other over the years, and I was blessed to serve on your board. And, and that gives a little bit different day-to-day interaction throughout things. Um, but one of the things that you have said over the years that especially those early days for Steve and I resonated with us and that was a first of all you're one of the most humble pastors i've ever known you 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 lead with humility you tell stories on yourself we won't go there yes good. you tell stories <laughs> on yourself and you use them as a teaching moment but one of the things i have heard you say over and over throughout the years is don't take my word for it go home open your bibles study this for yourself yes and if i'm wrong okay you, the, the challenge didn't stop there you would go on with, and if I'm wrong, come back and talk to me about it. Correct. Because I am a human being mm-hmm. too. And I never sat down at my table to prove you wrong. But that invitation to dig in and study it more, oh my goodness, I, I am where I'm at today, largely because of that invitation. It was, you know, maybe it was a challenge. I don't know, but I would take your sermon notes home. And I would dig in and I would do the references. And and I am truly where I am today, largely due to your teaching style. Well, watching you and Steve and your and your growth pattern, spiritual growth pattern has been amazing. And like you said, not only did you come and, and start coming to church, but you became very involved in and your spiritual life uh, uh, blossomed, and and yes, you were one of our leaders in the church, and have been for years. And and in fact, now most of these listeners probably don't know, unless you've mentioned it on the radio, is that you are the head of the Church of God State of Idaho, our, our committee, and so you you lead our state, and so that's a great uh, representation of who you are and where you've become. And and of course, this magazine is just huge, as you know. We've talked about it, and I've been a part of this for. Since you began, day one, day, day one, one, I and, started. I started Christian Living for another publisher, my old boss. Yep. And when we developed the concept, I you were the first person I called, and and we met mm-hmm. at um, I don't even remember the name of the coffee shop, what it is now, but at that time it was at Five Mile and Overland, and whatever the coffee shop was, we met there. We had coffee. We ran the concept by you, and you have been on our advisory board since that day in May of 2012. Wow, it's been that long. Yeah. 10 years. 10 years. But it's, this magazine is is remarkable. I, every single listener that are listening today should go to one of the many places, almost every store anywhere, and pick this up because, man, it's, it's the truth, and you're trying to minister to all sorts of people. And I know you have Rosie Main in one of the articles, and who is wonderful on health and what a wonderful Christian woman she is. And you have all sorts of different people. I mean, I know in this, this month's magazine, you have Angie Jameson, who deals with child evangelism on here, who is one of my youth growing up, which was uh, coincidental in a sense. And she's a doll. She was on our show last week. Yeah. She, and she is just a doll. Well, that's yeah. right. She was. Yeah. yeah. So she's awesome. And, and just so many things. And yet I'm just looking in the... Uh, the glossary at the kind of the beginning, just to look and see the different things that are going on. I don't think it's called a glossary. It's called a what's that called? Table of contents. Table of contents. That's what it's called. But man, you listen to biblical, responsible investing, understanding relationships, choosing to love. I mean, you look at these articles. They are building articles, destined to victory. You know, I it's just uh, and that's isn't that Paul Shepard? That's 
Dr. Paul Shepard. Yeah, and yep. Paul's a friend of mine for yep. has been for years, and and just this is a kind of magazine that needs to be in people's hands. You know, we we've tried really hard, and you've been a large part of that. But we've tried really hard to have you know whether it's human interest stories, you know everything from human interest stories, health and fitness. We have a doctor of theology. Um, Ed, Ed is not was not able to be in this particular issue. He had a family issue come up, and he was not able to contribute this time. But I follow his blogs and and his website, and he is so deep, and he's so matter of fact. I said to him, "Ed, you're going to have to write lower so I can understand you." And he and he does a great job. But you know, some of the feedback I get is, "You guys do it all. It's it's yes. the soft and and it's the." down mm-hmm. and meaty and and that's really what we're supposed to do absolutely and so yeah and that's exactly it. I, I like that the soft approach where people can grab this they're not going to be guilted they're not going to be forced they're going to just hear simple truth that is life-changing and that's what god has called all of us to do to change the world to be out there and and just to love one another and be a part of loving one another uh you know, just uh, recently, I mean, I go into banks, I go to different places. I've built some really good relationships. And I have I have this one credit union I go to that I know them all very well and and um, go in, and we have tremendous conversations. This morning I went in, and they asked me if I'd come in, and uh, they gave me this plant. They said, we just want you to have this plant. And I thought, Aww. how kind is that? Oh, sweet. I want to show. I said, I'm not kind to you for you to give me something. I want to be kind to you because Jesus is a part of me. That's what I want to do with people and lives. And man, I'm certainly not perfect. As and certainly sometimes getting lousy attitudes. And, and you know, I want to be the best I can be. But I want to. I certainly want to be out in the front line serving Jesus. And uh, that's exactly what you're doing, Sandy, in, in your work here. It's just it's just always amazing. I love it when the new magazine comes out, and you just gave me it right now. So <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to read it. And I hope the listeners are excited to read it, and they'll make sure they go get one. In fact, I have you mail one to my good friend in Vancouver, Washington, and that's a highlight. And you know when she doesn't get it, she responds, why am I not getting my magazine? She moved. And so... One, one of man, us will get a phone call, whether yeah, it's one you of or us, me, one of us will get a phone that's call. Right. Your brother, Doug, we mail... We mail copy to your brother oh, Doug. We have awesome. since because your brother Dan right. was our outdoor writer for for years. Right, um, he was one of our original writers, and and honestly, one of my biggest cheerleaders. I oh, um, yes. loved him, and he, um, he there, loved you. Man. He was so funny because he would say, "You can do this," and go 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 hit national, go do this, and I'm yeah. oh, Dan. I'm not ready for that, and I don't know that I'll ever be ready for that. Um, so he was wonderful, but. Um, Doug wanted to know what Dan was writing, and so yeah. we put him on our subscription list, and he's on there. And and Doug loves it. He responds to that at times, and, and we hear about uh, Christian Living Magazine uh, just randomly out of the wild blue, and people show up out of the wild blue because of the magazine. Our printer had a mechanical failure. Between that, there's a paper shortage. Believe it or not, there's also a paper shortage I in this nation. It. But between the paper shortage and they had a mechanical failure, we ran a little bit late with this new issue. And our distribution company, who is a company we hire, they're not employees of ours. It's a company that I hire to do most of our distribution. They were getting phone calls. Oh, wow. Where's Christian Living Magazine? Mm-hmm. Where's Christian Living? One person, Christian Living Magazine didn't go out of business, did they? And we are 100% advertiser and donor supported. We are a ministry. We are a nonprofit. But um, no, we're not out of business. <laughs> and, I would Thank e- goodness. and I would encourage listeners if... If you have no place that you're giving uh, money to uh, in the in the 
to a church or whatever it might be, boy, Christian Living Magazine would be a great place to donate. You never asked me to do this, Andy, but <laughs> no. but I know I know where we're at because I've been with you on this, and I know that it it takes income, and sometimes it's very very tight, and you have squeezed out everything you can. But I just I'd encourage people out there when you feel the call of God to give to a mission. This is a mission. Our church supports this on a yeah. monthly basis. We're on, we're on part of the mission because budget. it is a mission, and it is changing lives that I can't reach. And other people can't reach, but it's changing lives out there because randomly somebody's picking this up. I mean, I told you there's been some Chinese restaurants that, that I think are, are are Hindu or a Muslim, and and they have it in their in their rack. And I'm like, wow, isn't that cool? And I make a re- response to them. I say, I really appreciate you having that here. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, I will say, I want to give the radio station here, ninety four one, a shout out Absolutely. because. Almost two years ago, it'll be two years ago in October, we started this radio show. And at that time, um, our web analytics for our website, we were reaching about 84 countries around the world. And because of COVID and all the ugliness there, really there wasn't much more we could do. Networking groups weren't meeting, different things. But we added this radio show. And today, thanks to this radio show, I believe for the largest part, we now reach people in 157 countries around the world. That's amazing. So our advertisers and our donors actually help support spreading the gospel all around the world, not just here in Idaho, which is really cool. But let's shift gears. Let's go back to Tom Doherty. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's not a good place to go. (laughs) You know, one of my favorite things about you is your stories Mm. because they're relatable. I just, do you have a favorite story that you like to share? Well, I, boy, and it doesn't have to be an embarrassing one. I have a lot of stories. That's good. <laughs> We've already did that with our producer, Andrew, earlier. He wanted to do a mic check. And so he says, tell us one of those uh, embarrassing stories that you've had. And I've, boy, I've certainly had several in my life. I, I, I shared on my radio show recently a story about a man that lived on Indian Creek in Caldwell. His name was Jess Martin. He lived in a shack, literally 300 square feet. He wore a white T-shirt that had tobacco dripping down it. He always had a tobacco mustache. He was about 5'5", weighed about 280 pounds, very large man uh, for his size, and he had two teeth. That's all he had, two front teeth. And uh, we got to befriend him. He'd walk by our basketball court because he lived on the creek, and we became friends with him. And uh, we just felt compassion for him, my brother and I, Dan and I, and and mom and dad brought him in. We'd ha- he'd have lunch with us on Sundays, and a lot of times he didn't smell great, but we just encouraged him. He started coming to church. Uh, he started going to sports events with us, and uh, eventually he gave his life to Christ. And uh, we'd have him at a Christmas with us, and we'd give him more presents, and we would we would exchange ourselves because he needed it. He had great need. But it but it it changed his life and it changed our life because God has called us to be a servant of all and, and I'll never forget that but just real briefly the uh, part of that story was one time that some relatives older relatives invited my parents and me to Christmas dinner and they knew that we had Jess all the time and they knew what he looked like and they knew he smelled and they said but we'd rather you not bring that man and uh Boy, I was crushed. It just crushed me. So I told mom, mom, if you make it, I'm going to stay home with Jess 
and you can make us uh, a meal, and I'm going to watch sports with him. So I stayed home that Christmas deal and had the best Christmas day ever with Jess, just enjoying his presence and watching football, eating food. And uh, I was crushed that my Christian relatives would have that kind of, but, you know, that's people, and sometimes, you know, that's just people. I'm not judging them, but I just, I just, my heart, you got to follow what God leads you to do. And sometimes we... We favor people that look good, smell good, are good, you know. And, of course, the Word of God tells us that, you know. When somebody comes to your church, who are you going to favor? That's looking nice in a suit. Oh, they own a big business. Or that person who walks in, they look scraggly. And, but you know what? We've got to love everyone. Many years ago. You have you have shared that story, and mm-hmm. and I never forget that. I never drive past somebody that is homeless or looks homeless that I don't reflect on your stories about Jeff. Mm-hmm. But but you had shared that story and several years, many years ago. Um, Steve and I have sat in the same place forever. We're creatures of habit. And one Sunday, this young man came in motocross gear, dried on mud, and he did not smell good. And anybody who knows me knows I'm a hugger. Mm-hmm. So by his third Sunday there, I was hugging him like I hug everybody else. And got a few kind of crazy looks. <laughs> I thought, I don't care. Because my pastor had led with that example and made it really clear. But, you know, today I look back and I'm like, you know, Scripture says, whatever you do for the least of these, you've done for Absolutely. me. And Lord, Lord, when did I do for you? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. so your family, your father and your mother, your mother was, had a beautiful heart. Mm-hmm. She was such a sweetheart. And... um they led well. They led their family well, and you, and you have led your your large, your very large church family very well. So, well, so thank you. So we just have a couple minutes left. I want to know because you kind of shared a little bit. Um, what is your overall vision for your new position at Cloverdale? Um, and the thing everybody wants to know is: Are you do you plan to continue as the chaplain at the state house? Well, uh, the state house. Uh, I would love to continue to be at the chaplain. We will have a new um, speaker. Speaker Bedke is going to be the lieutenant governor, and so we don't know who the new speaker is. I have an idea who one of three or four might be, and it's up to them if I'm back or not. My guess is I'll be back. I hope so. This will be year seventeen. If I'm back, and uh, and I remember when you were making that initial decision. <laughs> yes, and I, I love it, and I love those people. Speaker Bedke is uh, one of the finest speakers. I I always thought he should run for governor. The man is gifted. He really is gifted, and uh, and I'm happy to be able to uh, support him and in his ventures. But it'll be interesting to see. But I hope to be back, and uh, we'll see. But in my new role. My vision is this, is to really tie into the missions. Because in our, our church, we have really grown in missions. And in Church of God, we are, well, we're a decent-sized church. We're probably number 40 in size. Uh, but we're I think we're number one, two, or three in mission giving yeah. uh, in the top three. Yeah, and I'm, that is a statistic I love because we want to we wanna give to missions. And God has certainly... A blessed church, but I want to focus on that, and also just want to focus on those that aren't in church and those that are coming, so I can have a contact with them. I just want to be out in this world making a difference. So, Tom, can you tell our listeners where to learn more about Cloverdale Church of God? And you can also contact 
through through that. Well, uh, we have our website, which is CloverdaleChurchOfGod.org, org, O-R-G, and uh, you can call 208-362-1700, and we're located at 3755 South Cloverdale Road, and we have two services at 930 and 11. And then we also have Wednesday night services, uh, not services, but Bible studies usually throughout the year. We've had a summer thing going. It's almost done, but in the fall, we'll have always something going at church for kids, youth, and everyone else. And Sandy, you you know the uh, Facebook, because I don't do Facebook. You can tell oh, them that. It's Cloverdale COG. Okay. Um, and the website, again, is cloverdalechurch.org. Right. So anyway, Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. We are out of time. Um, but it's been wonderful. Thank oh, you. Love you, Sandy, and thank you for your, all you do. Oh, God bless you, and thank you for everything you've done for us. This does bring our time to an end this week. We invite you back next week when we have another special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.